This is Cast Club Radio. Brought to you by Heritage Distilling. On Cast Club Radio, we believe every spirit has a story. And stories like good drinks are always better when shared with friends. Each week, we'll explore the intersection of cocktails, spirits, beer, wine, and life. It's Cast Club Radio. Here's your hosts, Lydia Cruz and Justin Stiefel. Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Cast Club Radio, the first episode of 2019. My name is Lydia Cruz. And I'm Justin Stiefel. I'm Maura Dooley. (laughs) Welcome to it here, 2019. What better way to start off a brand new year with a whole new audience? We'd love to welcome our friends in Spokane who can now hear us on Cast Club Radio. Welcome to the party. Yeah, we're very excited. So uh, welcome folks in Spokane and Eastern Washington. You can hear us on AM 700, which is KXLX, the local ESPN affiliate out there, and also on FM 105.3. And uh, the reason this is so exciting for me is because I spent many of my formative years growing up in Spokane. I went to meet <laughs> uh, high school for a while and meet junior high and all the way uh, back to uh, when I learned to walk. So <clears throat> most of my formative years were spent in Spokane and still consider myself to be an eastern Washington kind of guy. And just excited to have everybody here. And for those who are not familiar with the program in Eastern Washington, this is the show about how alcohol industry as a whole intersects with beer, spirits, wine, business, art, politics, the whole thing. And we just have a discussion, a free-flowing discussion of those things and how it impacts our lives and and, uh, news of the day with interesting twists here and there. So uh, we're starting full year number two, and we want to welcome the folks in Spokane, Eastern Washington. And I don't know about you, Mara and Lydia, but uh, over the New Year's, break i got several emails from people saying hey i list i was listening saturday uh leading up to new year's and the show wasn't on it got preempted by football or whatever what's going on so people are listening (laughs) (laughs) they're planning their day around it and i remind people it's great if you want to plan your day around listening to it on the radio but remember it's available on podcast you can go to the the web page and download the podcast and then your schedule is free but we do appreciate uh, the fact that people like what we're doing They seem to be interested about what we talk about, and I think they like the fresh take that we have on it, and we just want to thank people for listening. So uh, welcome, folks in Spokane, and thanks for those who've been with us uh, up till now. Yeah, I think uh, the new year is a good time to reflect on everything that happened in 2018, but also to look ahead, and I do want to echo those sentiments and say we're really grateful for everybody for coming along on this ride with us and sort of growing with us because, you know, it's been a learning process for us as well, but if one of your New Year's resolutions is to cook new things, drink new things, hang out with friends and family, because as we know, food and drink is so much a social uh, family friends activity. If those are some of your goals in 2019, your New Year's resolutions, I think we can help you out with that. So uh, we really appreciate you hanging out with us and coming along with us on that ride in 2019 and beyond. That's right. That's right. And for the first week, for the first Cast Club radio show in 2019, what's going on in the headlines this week? Well, first up, uh, this comes from the BBC uh, across the pond over in London, and it says a third of rare Scotch whiskeys tested are found to be fake. So if your New Year's resolution was to go buy a rare bottle of Scotch whiskey, you may want to be careful. It turns out that uh, BBC Scotland did some analysis with the Scottish University Environmental Research Centre, 
they tested uh, first 55 bottles of what were claimed to be rare scotches, and they found 21 of those 55 were fake. Wow. They did this by sampling uh, whiskeys using uh, radiocarbon dating. So when you hear somebody talk about uh, the uh, how old something is going way back, they're using the radiocarbon dating technology to do that. That's been around for decades. Uh, the bottles selected at random came from auctions, private collections, and retailers. Last year, the same company exposed that a 7,600 uh, sterling pounds, that would be about a $9,000 shot of scotch, vintage, uh, vintage scotch, about a Swiss hotel was fake. Oh, I think we um, talked about that already here on this show. We did. <laughs> These are the same people. So wow. the company said that uh, 21 bottles were found to be genuine. Uh, the rest were not. Uh, interesting. They estimate, and this is shocking, they estimate that there is... 51 million U.S. dollars worth of quote-unquote rare whiskey currently in the market, which is fake. 51 million dollars in fake whiskey, scotch whiskey. And they say that's more than the entire U.K. auction market that goes up every year. So this year they expect that they'll do about 40 million U.S. dollars in rare whiskey auctions. 51 million worldwide is fake. So beware uh, if you are searching. And what they say is... If someone's claiming to have a rare Scotch whiskey, just assume it's fake from day one, and then figure out how to prove it's le- if it's have, legitimate. Yeah. Do they have like certificates? Is there or something? a uh, an agency that you can go through to make sure that these are are authentic? They're testing age, and they test age by radiocarbon dating and looking for the radioactive uh, carbon fourteen isotope. Wow, that's it. Oh, wow, and so maybe beware. At, yeah, beware, and maybe at a certain point, ignorance is bliss. If you've already purchased it, you know, just enjoy <laughs> and just you know, enjoy it at that point. Well, maybe now's the time to resell it. Um, so, <laughs> next up on the news from the Business Insider, Buffalo Wild Wings is getting a makeover. And I don't know if you remember, but last year Buffalo Wild Wings was purchased by the parent company that owns Arby's, and that company is called Inspired Brands. They have unveiled a new store design and concept for Buffalo Wild Wings. It will have Xboxes, PlayStation consoles, a new cocktail emphasis, and self-service bar taps uh, for beer. So this is a big deal because Buffalo Wild Wings has uh, over 1,200 locations. Their model's been around since the early 2000s. They really kind of set the stage for the national uh, local sports bar theme. They nationalized that whole thing. But then as people's uh, tastes change and they need to refresh and they've got a new owner, so they uh, have now come up with this concept. The bar itself is made from recycled basketball court wood. The menu has a greater emphasis on spirits and cocktails. That's a big deal. Think about that, ladies. Uh, Beer sports wings has been their model forever, and now – they're shifting to cocktails and spirits. It's an indication that spirits continue to overtake beer in the market. They've got larger dining areas, and they've got an MVP room, which will have TVs, Xboxes, and Playstations with the self-pouring beer taps so you can go in and hang out, play games while you watch games, and uh, enjoy the new Buffalo Wild Wings concept. They've got two opening up in the East Coast, and then uh, later on they're going to open up another two in Dallas and another one down in Houston as they bring the concept nationwide. Uh, Maura and I both work on the sports side for our sister station, 710 ESPN Seattle, and uh, it's fun to watch how sports are evolving as well. We talk about 
cocktail, beer, wine, spirits in industry evolving. But uh, to see them kind of evolving in tandem is interesting as well because the rise of esports is a big part of what Buffalo Wild Wings is trying to capitalize on here. And it is an ever-growing market. I mean, now you've got universities and colleges who have esports teams that they're going to give scholarships to. So it's a, a fun, kind of incredible thing to watch. Uh, do I want my kids one day to totally replace regular sports with those sports? Maybe not, but, you know, still <laughs> no. still fun. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, lastly in the news, the world said goodbye to one Mr. Richard Overton. He was the nation's oldest World War II veteran. He died the Thursday before New Year's Eve. He was 112 years old. Wow. He uh, lived in Texas. Uh, most recently, he was vetted by President Barack Obama in 2014 during the Veterans Day ceremony. And here's the thing that jumped out at me when they interviewed him later in his life. He said his secret to longevity was smoking a cigar every day and having an occasional whiskey. <laughs> and uh, that just kind of jumped out at me because it kind of sums up 2018 and, and uh, all the stuff that we went through as a society. And for one of our nation's oldest war heroes to um, sum it up like that, to say, you know, the secret to living a good long life may be a cigar or whiskey. And if you don't drink, it may be something else you enjoy every day. And most importantly, surround yourself with good friends. Keep yourself in good health, and uh, you'll live many long years. So uh, here's to you, Richard Overton, dead at the age of 112. Yeah, wow. Yeah, incredible story. Thank, thank him for his service. And also just sounded like he was a spirited, uh, wit, witty, fun guy to be around. And I also think that's part of the longevity, right? You've, you've got to have spunk, and you've got to keep it going. Uh, sounds like he had fun all 112 years of his life. So. Coming up on Cast Club Radio, we're all inclusive here. And maybe you, one of your New Year's resolutions was to take drinking out of the mix at least for a month or two. Well, we want to include you. We uh, had talked about it last year. dry Dryuary is a thing. It's a challenge that you can participate in this month to get your New Year's resolution started off right. So coming up, we'll talk about the Dryuary challenge and the hashtag Sober Not Boring movement. That's next on Cast Club Radio. Welcome back to Cast Club Radio once again. Thank you so much for joining us. Special welcome to our friends out in Spokane for being a part of a Cast Club Radio for the first time. We really appreciate it. Uh, we've been talking about New Year's resolutions. That's pretty appropriate this time of year. I'm sure you might have a couple in your back pocket, whether you're formal about them and you write them down and make a challenge or you're just sort of relaxed and informal. Do you guys have any New Year's resolutions I should ask off the top? Mara? Yeah, I I did not fulfill mine we talked about last year, which was to go to more shows and concerts. I did not do very well with that. This year, I would like to volunteer more. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And that's something that you can do easily. It's more getting past the first step of the logistical part. But once you do, it's so fun and it's so rewarding. Oh, that's a great one. I love it. Justin, you got one? Uh, This year, we're going to uh, make a new emphasis on growth for the company. And that will be my focus this year is really growing our company from the current level it's at to uh, skip about two or three levels to get it up to be, you know, very high performing and high functioning with the right kind of corporate culture that we want to continue to grow internally uh, with our employees. Pretty impressive. And uh, if it's if any past behavior is any indication, I know you're going to be successful at that for sure. 
Uh, personally, I just want to have better work-life balance and spend more time with my family and friends, which is not very original, but I think, you know, one we can... You have pretty uniquely hard hours. So <laughs> Sometimes. I mean, early she morning. She has to be here by like 3 a.m. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Getting more sleep would help. But a lot of people this month also making the effort to get healthier and to improve their health, whether that is going to the gym more often, working out, sleeping more, uh, taking better care themselves. And it might be for some people participating in dryuary. We talked about this last year on the show, but this is a challenge that you can take part in uh, where you can challenge yourself to not drink for the entire month of January. And you can do it for a bevy of reasons, uh, whether they're health related, just to challenge yourself. But this is pretty cool. So there is the dryuary website, dryuary.org, if you want to sign up, register, and participate on the national level and be a part of that community. But there's also, if you live in the Seattle, Pacific Northwest area where we are based, there's a way to get involved locally as well. That's right. There is a National Mocktail Week. It turns out it was hard to find because it's brand new this year. It's on the National Calendar Day, and it was put forth by someone who is in the Northwest. Uh, they live in Kingston. Her name is Marnie Ray Clark. They're launching it at Sands Bar, which is a pop-up bar in Seattle's Georgetown neighborhood. It's going to be on Thursday, January 17th, so really actually not that far away when you think about it. Uh, they've invited a local sponsors, Dry Soda and Simple Goodness Sisters, to bring ingredients, and they're using some flavored simple syrups, and they're going to be making a host of cocktails that, absent the alcohol, are going to be just like any other cocktail you might have. The event is going to go to benefit the Recovery Cafe, which is a nonprofit in the Puget Sound area that helps people suffering from homelessness and addiction. And uh, it was an interesting story about how Marnie came across starting this and why she did it, and, you know, kind of signals what most people think about when they have a resolution based on giving up something for the month of January. Yeah, absolutely. Clark herself, uh, she's now 51, has been sober for 15 years uh, and was a happily married mother of two kids in her 30s and said that she didn't consider herself a, necessarily a problem drinker, but uh, saw that it was affecting the areas of her life, the ones that are so important to her, motherhood, uh, relationships. So this is something that spoke to her. And now she is helping other people who either may have a similar problem or who may not want to drink for a bevy of reasons, who still want to participate in the social aspects, who still might want to support local business and be a part of that culture, because it can't be really isolating if you don't drink to not have those opportunities to go out and uh, be with friends and family and support local business. That's right. And people choose not to drink alcohol for a variety of reasons. Sometimes it is because of a sobriety they're trying to seek. Sometimes it's other health-related matters. It's medicine they're taking that doesn't mix well. Maybe it's a religious thing. But they still want to enjoy the comfort of friends and family when they go out. And, and we talked about this in, in December, this move in this year nationwide to this thing called mocktails, which uh, even Marnie says she doesn't like the word mocktails. She likes the word <laughs> soft cocktails instead, which I think is funny. But as we talked about last year, mocktails require bartenders to have even more finesse in putting the drink together because the alcohol that normally would make up a flavor component of that drink is not there. And so they need to have their skills be finely attuned to make those drinks for customers that taste just as amazing as a regular cocktail. 
but using the ingredients uh, without the alcohol. And that flavor profile sometimes is hard to achieve. And so they've come up with a list of recipes and an approach on how to do that using local and fresh ingredients and being able to have those uh, mocktails anytime you want. Yeah, I've worked with some bartenders that really take a lot of pride in in honing the non-alcoholic parts of the components of the drinks they make just as much as the alcoholic. So things like shrubs and bitters and syrups that they make in-house. And uh, sometimes I feel like maybe they don't get as, as much credit as the chef, but I've seen them work closely with the chefs to, to come up with different pairings and figure out what works best. And, and they really are you know, artists at what they do. And, and this is kind of a cool opportunity to go out and try some drinks that are whatever you want to call them, soft cocktails, mocktails, that are more than, you know, you're not getting a Shirley Temple or a ginger beer or something. It's going to almost be like a cocktail. It's going to be intricate, and it sounds really amazing. Yeah, you still want that balance in the cocktail. You want the, maybe it's a mix of uh, sweetness and acidity. Maybe it's uh, something that you want that's herbal with some fruity notes on it. You look for that balance. The, The best cocktails are the ones that have that balance. That's the most important word. Uh, so being able to find a, a really good mocktail. Now the issue then becomes if you go to these restaurants, um, sometimes they want to try and charge you the same 10 or 12 or 15 bucks for That's the <laughs> mocktail yes. but doesn't have any alcohol on it. So, you know, we encourage uh, the the people who own those restaurants to uh, be respectful of the customer. Now maybe it is, to Mars' point, that they're using very high-quality cocktails to replace the alcohol, and that drives the cost of the drink up. Uh, but just be aware that, uh, you know, you're not getting taken advantage of when you're ordering those. This could be, well, A, I love that it is also for a great cause, for the Recovery Cafe, which I've heard of before and has done some great work in this area. But so it's also for a good cause. You can keep that in mind when you go out on January 17th if you want to participate in this at Sands Bar. But I just also love that you could go and you could get ideas. Maybe you can't afford to always be going out and drinking mocktails, but some of the great greatest inspirations I've ever got for things I want to make on my own start with these artists uh, at the bar, and maybe I maybe I simplify it a little bit on my own on on my way home. But it could be something that you take uh, through 2019 and beyond. Yeah, you may want to learn how to do. I, I worked with a couple that were in the industry. And when she got pregnant, they were used to kind of oh, like yeah. it was a fun thing for them that they crafted cocktails at home together. And she started making her own shrubs so that she could add those to drinks and they could still feel like they were having that, yeah, that's that fun great. time creating. Yeah. yeah. So you may even want to pick some of this up. Well, if you can't make it out for National Mocktail Week or uh, can't make it out to Sands Bar on January 17th in Georgetown, we are going to talk to Mackenzie DeVito, founder and CEO of No Bones Beach Club, coming up on Cast Club Radio. And she's going to give us some great ideas for mocktails that they make. Uh, also tell us a little bit about the incredible story behind No Bones Beach Club, which is now in three locations, and the wonderful giving back element of their business, which I think is pretty darn amazing. That's next on Cast Club Radio. to Cast Club Radio. Right now, we are joined by Mackenzie DeVito, founder and CEO of No Bones Beach Club, which has a pretty incredible story. Mackenzie, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. You started out as a food truck, right, in 2014? 
I did. I was living in the Ballard neighborhood and had been looking all over Seattle to find a restaurant space where I could potentially put a vegan restaurant. And it was expensive, and people were not really hip to putting a vegan restaurant in at that time. And so since my husband and I were a lover of the brewery scene in Ballard, we just started hanging out at breweries. And before we knew it, we started watching these food trucks roll up. And then one day in July that summer, I just said, you know what, I'm going to just start a food truck. So the next morning, I got up, and I started the process of opening a food truck. Wow, that (laughs) is... four years ago. (laughs) That's pretty incredible. And in that four-year span, you have really grown your business. I mean, you went from food truck to not one, but three locations now. Yep. That's pretty incredible. What was your initial vision? You mentioned vegan. Why was that so important to you? Um, Well, I... Personally, I've been vegan for about 12 years. Um, I rescued a little cat named Chloe. Uh, I should say she actually rescued me. Um, I never made the connection of animals and pets because I didn't really have pets growing up. And I always ate meat. And I just never really made the connection that what I was buying in the supermarket at one point was a living thing. So it's just kind of a hippy-dippy story about how a cat saved me. (laughs) I was always a, a home cook. And so cooking vegan food was always really interesting to me because it was kind of a challenge of, okay, well, how do I make this particular recipe into a vegan recipe? And I just really practiced that art for many years, just out of the fun side of things. I've been in restaurants basically since I got out of high school, full-time for work. I worked at Ray's Boathouse in Seattle, actually, when I started the food truck. I was a bartender there. And, you know, at that time, four years ago, only 2% of the population was vegan at that point. So when it came to doing a restaurant and a vegan food business, I was I was concerned because I didn't know, you know, that, that's not a lot of people that were vegan at that time. And so I, it was kind of a, you know, it was a, it was a gamble to make to see yeah. if we would be successful. And we were, thank goodness, the wonderful community of Seattle embraced us from a food truck all the way up through our first uh, brick and mortar restaurant. I think our true success story is that. So many people come into our restaurants, and they're not vegan at all. They just come in because it's a fun place to be, and that's the name of our our game. We want to be a really fun, lighthearted place where people feel comfortable coming in and ordering vegan food. I like that. It's it's very inclusionary. Just as you mentioned, you don't have to be vegan to go there to have fun. And I also love your slogan that uh, just because it's vegan doesn't mean it has to suck. (laughs) Is that a misconception that you have had to deal with over time? Well, being vegan for 12 years, I've had a lot of really sucky vegan food. Yeah, you know, I think it's just, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions. The vegan food world is changing so drastically every year. Now we have more and more products that are coming out to make it easier to, you know, consume less animal products at the end of the day, whether you're getting to veganism or not. But, you know, the world has, the food world has changed so much in the last, uh, 12 years when I started my personal journey, but I, I just think the products are here now to be able to consume less animal products. So, Mackenzie, <laughs> if, if you're trying to convert a meat eater and you bring them in and uh, you say, okay, here's my one go-to must-have, gotta-try dish, what is that going to be? I will 100% say that it is our jackfruit flautas. Um, we make a jackfruit carnitas mix out of some really delicious jackfruit that we get from thailand 
and we cook it down with some different spices and poblano peppers and onions. And then we basically roll it up into a white corn tortilla and we fry them and they're ooey gooey cheesy on the inside. The jackfruit basically turns into like a pork carnitas. And then on the top, we do a house-made cashew crema and an avocado tomatillo salsa. And it is, we've never once had an order sent back. Everybody loves them, including wow. all of my meat-eating family. So if we can have them <laughs> eat something, legit. then we're doing well. <laughs> oh, I love it. And this is the month of New Year's resolutions, people trying to be healthier. And eating vegan is certainly a way that you can do that, whether it's all the time or maybe just, you know, dipping your toe in the water and trying it out. It's also a month when we were talking about it earlier on the show, a lot of people uh, lay off alcohol or might make an attempt to go through a dry uary, as it's uh, termed. And you were on the list of Seattle Eaters mm-hmm. list for the some of the best mocktails out there. What are some of the options that you guys have come up with? Yeah, so right now at our menu, we're offering three different mocktails. We have our Coco Chill drink, and that's one of our old standbys that's been there since we opened. It's pineapple juice, orange juice, coconut cream, and some grated fresh nutmeg. Mm-hmm. And that one's been popular since day one. Um we have a virgin coconut mojito, which is one of our specialty cocktails that we have on our menu um, with booze. But you can get it without booze. And we make a house coconut milk with raw sugar. We muddle fresh limes and mint. And then we serve it in a nice glass with toasted coconut flakes on it. And then the last one we just added this week is called a Gold Beach Bonfire. And it has uh, turmeric and pineapple and club soda. And then it's topped with some Korean red pepper bread. And that's a really delicious, refreshing. That one's healthy. It tastes healthy. You feel like you're, uh, you're getting healthy when you drink that one. Oh, these sound delicious. My, my mouth is watering. I also love the fact that it can kind of feel on these gray days in Seattle and for the Pacific Northwest, uh, you know, you can kind of get a little depressed, but it kind of feels like it's always the uh, summer slash beach slash island time at No Bones, which I can really appreciate. Uh, also, <laughs> off the air, you mentioned something to us. It's not only dry, you wary, but there's also maybe a special thing where people are trying to be vegan for the month of January. Yeah, so there's a really special global initiative called uh, Veganuary, and it took me a very long time to figure out how to say Veganuary, but it is the same take as Dryuary, which I think you're better at saying than I am. So Veganuary is uh, similar to Dryuary, where um, people are taking a 30-day challenge to omit animal products out of their life and seeing if they can do it. And it's had a a lot of success for people in in the past to take this 30-day pledge, and then they end up feeling great, and then they go vegan forever. But, you know, that's a a side benefit. So No Bones this year, we are doing a Veganuary Challenge. So we're giving passports to our guests. And basically, you come into No Bones, and you can try one, one of six of our different plates that we have, and you get a stamp for every one of them. And if you fill up all six stamps, in January, then you can come back in February for a free meal of your choice. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and I, I'm i watching all of my internet resources. People are doing this all over the world. I have a friend who owns a vegan restaurant in Iceland, and they're doing a huge promo there. We're all trying to get together to say, hey, you know, guys, just give this a try. Again, you don't have to, you don't have to commit to a lifestyle change, but it turns out usually after 30 days, people are feeling pretty good. Wow, that's cool. I 
basically, yes, eat there six times, try some incredible food, and then get a seventh meal. That's a pretty good deal all yep. around. And I can tell you, I've, I've come up with a new resolution after talking to you today, and that is eat more jackfruit. <laughs> yes. Oh, I like it. Highly recommended. <laughs> jackfruit. The, the, it could be your fruit of 2019, Justin. I like that. Before we go, Mackenzie, now you you have you have these mocktails for for January, but you have a full bar, so people wanting to go in and have regular cocktail service or beer and wine, you have everything there for them as well. Yep, we sure do. Full bar, and then we have yeah, we have about nine specialty cocktails on our menu, um, and then we always have rotating drink specials as well. Perfect. I also, before we get out of here, wanted to to touch on. Just the fact that you guys also do so much work in the community and give back at all three of your locations. Uh, obviously, animals, animal rights is very important to you. Um, can you just real quickly tell us a little bit about your efforts to, to help out? Yeah, of course. Um, I love talking about this. <laughs> the fact that this little chat, Chloe, saved my life 12 years ago, um, I feel as though it's been my honor to try to help as many other animals that are in her um, circumstance as possible. So, as soon as we opened the food truck, I always knew that I wanted to donate a portion of our proceeds to different animal sanctuaries or rescue organizations, anyone who really needs a hand, honestly. So we do lots of different things at the restaurants. Every month at all three restaurants, we choose a nonprofit of the month. And this is a sanctuary that's local to the area. So like in Seattle, we do Seattle area ones. In Portland, we do Portland area ones. And now in Chicago, we do them, obviously, around Chicago. And then the first Wednesday of every month, we also do We Give Wednesday. So then we give an additional 10% of sales the first Wednesday to different animal rescue organizations. We've donated, last year we donated to 37 different sanctuaries. And um, I'm very proud of that. And um, it's just an honor to work with these people who work so hard with these animals that have been given a less, a less life than, than we have. And so that's always really great. And then every month we do staff volunteer days where we actually go out to the farms and we shovel poop and we get down and help out and clean up and do whatever we can to actually help people on the ground level. So, and then we do a lot of donated gift certificates to auctions. So we really do as much as we can and we would love to do more in 2019. And yeah, it's just a big part of who we are. That's incredible. Well, if that's on your New Year's resolution, too, I, I mean, I totally support that. And if people want to find out more information, where is a good place to go to? Uh, if you go to NovaLandBeachClub.com, you will find all of our uh, specific location information. Uh, we also have a really active Instagram at NovaLandBeachClub. And then we have three different Facebook, Facebook, uh, NovaLand Beach Club Seattle, NovaLand Beach Club Portland, and NovaLand Beach Club Chicago. And that is more up-to-date information on all of the events that we have going on. And, um, yeah, you'll find all of our nonprofit information at all of these locations. Love it. Thank you so much, Mackenzie, for taking time to chat Thank with you us. so much. And make our mouths water. So <laughs> we really appreciate it. <laughs> That's awesome. I really appreciate you guys reaching out to a, a vegan business for this. We really appreciate it. And we're just here to spread the love and feed people. Love it. Mackenzie, happy 2019. Mm-hmm. Thank you, you guys. Coming up next, Distiller Dane joins us with his first top five of 2019. And we've been talking a lot about mocktails today, but we're going to give you a traditional cocktail recipe to end the show. That's coming up next on Cast Club Radio.
Welcome back to Cast Club Radio. And right now, joined by one of our favorites for the first time in 2019. I still got to get used to saying that. Distiller Dane on the line with us. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. Happy New Year's to everyone. Yes, Happy New Year. And this is our first episode of Cast Club Radio where we are in Spokane, you know, over on the east side. It's really a big day for us and we really want to welcome all of those listeners and you yourself having spent some time in eastern Washington right? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you in, new in Spokane or don't know, Distiller Dane he's our head distiller at Heritage Distilling Company and every other week we have Distiller Dane on and he gives us Distiller Dane's top five of the week we never know what he's going to talk about <laughs> we we are living vicariously through Dane and his lifestyle which is pretty amazing on the weekends oh, the yes. stuff he comes up with so we're excited Dane to hear about this week's Distiller Dane's top five. First one of 2019 gonna usher us in with a bang yes my first one of 2019 is actually a pretty sweet little Nick gift that I got at a gift exchange and it is a watermelon cake tapping kit so basically <laughs> you hollow out the inside of a whole watermelon and it allows you to put a cake tap on the inside of it okay you got, you are you filling it with or food or or something? <laughs> yeah so well, I'm excited to break it out in the summer once watermelons come out because uh, my plan is to make like a bunch of batch style cocktails and fill it up with it and then everyone can go pour their own out of the watermelon wow okay. that'll be good for effective okay. parties yeah so you can you All can right, fill it with good. whatever you like, but there'll be definitely some adult beverages going into it. <laughs> I like that. And it's already planning for the summertime ahead. And sometimes in the gloomy, gloomy days, it's fun to look ahead. Keep it for the fall and uh, core out a pumpkin and then put the pumpkin beers in there and tap that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you can go, you can go past watermelon with it. I think it's yeah. totally universal. <laughs> Endless possibilities. Jackfruit, as we heard earlier. Yeah. Okay, uh, number two. Number two is a new H newer HBO series that I finally had some free time over break to catch up on and watch the whole thing, and it is called Sharp Objects. Have you guys heard of it? Oh yeah, no. yeah. Amy at no. Amy Adams in this one, right? Yeah, Amy, Amy Adams in it. She did a very good job, but uh, it really got me hooked. And it's basically a suspenseful murder mystery. Amy Adams, as a reporter, has to go back to her small hometown to investigate some uh, crimes that are going on. And in a small town, uh, there's kind of a bunch of creepy people. There's also a little high school crew that rolls around on roller skates the whole time. And it really made me want to get out and grab some skates and start in the <laughs> Good. Well, there's like almost we get two for the price of one on that. You could add roller yeah. skating to this. But I think this is by the same author, Jillian Flynn, uh, right, wrote this book. And that's the author of Gone Girl. So, yeah, there's a great spooky. Uh, it's not for the faint of heart, I think. There's a spooky element to it. But I, I second that recommendation, Dan. Okay, number three. Number three on my list is prime rib and because it usually for me comes out this time of the year for like a few family dinners and i recently got to partake in a few delicious recipes usually everyone kind of has their own secret au jus sauce or if you're lucky a custom horseradish recipe but i like to take the leftovers the next day chop them up crisp them on bacon and make tacos with them mm, tastes better than jackfruit <laughs> we were just thinking, we were just talking about vegan in the last segment, and now we're talking about prime rib. But yeah. I guess, hey, there's something for you got to cover all bases. All right, number four. And number four is actually a cocktail on my list this time. It's kind of a classic one. I'm sure you've all had it, but it is the French 70 fat. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. We just talked about and, this. Uh, uh, the last cocktail of the year, we made a vanilla 75 using vanilla vodka instead of gin. So uh, what is your twist on your favorite French 75? My twist that I did, and I recently did this for a dinner party, I actually made my own homemade blueberry simple syrup. Ooh. 
And after I made that, I kind of doubled up on it and the drink made it a little bit bigger. And it actually gives it this nice dark pink color. But um, they're very fresh and crisp and also dangerously delicious. Yeah, that sounds pretty darn good. good. Well, you had more and I at 75, that's for sure. Do you serve it in a flute, like a champagne flute, or how do you serve that glassware-wise? I did serve it in a champagne flute. We kind of ran out of those, so we had to switch to some kind of taller white wine glasses. All right, number five. Number five, it's that time of the year. Everyone's been talking about it, and it's their New Year's resolutions. Everyone's been telling me what theirs is. People are hitting the gym, eating healthier. Mine this year is actually to explore Washington State more. But another fun one to make it more of a advanced topic, I am going to try, taste, or sample 365 new beers, spirits, wines, or cocktails that I've never tried before. Wow. Are you going to keep sort of a record, a blog, uh, anything formally of your adventure? I am going to keep a personal record at first just to make sure I don't double up on any. Ooh, good. Uh, stick with the program. Does this mean you're not participating in January? Is that what I hear? The 365? I, I, I've never heard of that before, so I don't know if I can participate <laughs> <in> Okay. <laughs> All right. Just making sure. Just clarifying that the yeah, math was right. Your profession okay. makes it a little harder. Exactly. Yeah. It's part of it's part of your market research. Dane, my friend, can you also tell all the people who may not be familiar with your Instagram where they could follow you? Because you also have some just beautiful pictures that you share uh, with some of your adventures. Yes. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Distiller Dane. That's D-A-I-N. Perfect, my friend. Thank you so much for our first top five of 2019. Back all right. Work. Thank you. <laughs> well, before we get out of here uh, and begin our 2019 adventures, we have a new cocktail for you. And those of you that aren't familiar, this is something we do every week. Uh, we post these recipes online at heritagedistilling.com. But Justin and the uh, great minds over at Heritage come up with a cocktail that you yourself can make at home every week. Uh, what's up for this week? This week, uh, in honor of uh, January, uh, we're going to create something we call spa water. It has vodka in it, but it is kind of lighter, low alcohol, very delicious, refreshing, uh, very crisp. For this, you can use either our Elk Rider vodka or, because our uh, Seahawks are in the playoffs, you could use our batch number 12 vodka nice. and to kind of spice up a little bit. Both are excellent. Both are distilled from corn. And this drink takes one and a half ounces of vodka, two to three fresh basil leaves, two to three fresh mint leaves, a squeeze of lime, and some club soda. And it's pretty easy with this thing. Um, you're going to shake all of these ingredients in a shaker on ice and then get in a fresh glass, put some ice in it, not a lot, just a little bit, pour all of the uh, vodka, basil, mint, and and uh, squeeze a lime in the glass, and then top that with club soda. Do not put the club soda in the shaker. Uh, it will blow up on you and make yeah. a mess all over. And this is something you can actually make in batch. So like like when you go to the spa and they've got the actual spa water sitting there on the table with the spout and it's full of cucumbers or fruit or whatever, you can do the same thing, especially for football viewing parties, and have this vodka-based spa water on tap for people to um, you know pour off in a glass and enjoy with you. Yeah, sounds pretty darn refreshing. So if uh, dry you wary, you're not participating, but you'd like something a little on the lighter side, uh, spa water might be for you. It's available at heritagedistilling.com. That's right. You can find those podcasts and past episodes at MyNorthwest.com under the Cask Club Radio logo. You can find us uh, in Western Washington at uh, 710 ESPM on your AN dial or 97.3 FM uh, Cairo. In Spokane, 700 AM or 105.3, 
You can email us at castclubradio at heritagedistilling.com. And also you can find us at Facebook, Cast Club Radio. And please don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Once again, thank you to everybody who has been along with us on this journey and to all our new friends who might be joining along with us in 2019. We really appreciate you. And uh, here's to 2019. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Cask Club Radio, brought to you by Heritage Distilling. Check us out on MyNorthwest.com to learn more and catch up on past episodes. Cask Club Radio, brought to you by Heritage Distilling.